Is DPU back? You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget you can also find us on YouTube as well. Just search Locked on LSU in the YouTube search bar. Hit that subscribe button and you will get notified as soon as Locked on LSU episodes drop. My name is Caroline Fenton and I'm your host as I am every single day. You can follow along with updates from me at Caroline Fenton 1 or from the podcast at Locked On LSU, all on Twitter or X or what, whatever we're calling it now, whatever Elon wants to brand, brand it now. But today, we have a very special guest to celebrate a very special day for LSU football, a massive commitment from Kai Bates just a couple of days ago. Kai Bates, a four-star corner out of Orlando, Florida, the ninth ranked corner in the 2024 class and just adds on top of the talent and the defensive talent in this 2024 recruiting class. Now, Brian Smith locked on's official recruiting insider will join the podcast. So he lives in Orlando. He covers recruiting as a whole across the entire country, but Florida really is his bread and butter. And he just sat down with Kai Bates just a couple of days ago before he committed to LSU, got his thoughts on what he wants to do, how he plans to prepare for the college level and where he wants to go and what he really liked about LSU. And joining Locked On LSU now is one of my very favorite people, if not my very favorite person (laughs) to have on the podcast, Brian Smith, Locked On's official recruiting insider. And all of our recruiting breakdown is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. So that's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and the best part for free. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. Well, Brian, it's perfect timing to have you on the podcast this week since we as LSU fans got some big time recruiting news just a couple of days ago, four-star cornerback Kai Bates commits to LSU in the 2024 class, a top 10 corner in the 2024 class. What is LSU getting in Kai Bates? What are they not getting? It would be a lot faster to go there. Uh, Great kid very articulate. Uh, he's the kind of guy you want your program to be re- represented by. Mm-hmm. And on the gridiron, 6'1 plus, pure corner, but he could play free safety or receiver if he wanted to. Can play boundary, can play nickel, he could play uh, outside, doesn't matter. He gets the football too. He kind of brings back the, the concept that DBU is heading back towards LSU and getting this kind of player who I know personally is going to put in the work to make it happen. Should be exciting for LSU fans. Um, I had the opportunity to be with him a couple of days ago at the Orlando Media Day, and he's he's such a smart kid and understands the entire process. You're not going to outwork him. And he, he knows he's gifted, but he doesn't care. He still wants to get to the top level, and he's really excited to go to Baton Rouge. So it's going to be interesting to see what he can do and how early. And one thing that you mentioned to me is that he's incredibly versatile. That he can, he can, you know, drop back. He can play in the boundary. He can play free safety. What is so? What makes him so special to be able to do that kind of thing? And is he open and willing to do all of those things? 
Well, I asked him that the other day, point blank. I said, you know, for an NFL perspective, I said, if you accept the challenge of wanting free safety, which you're obviously physically capable of doing, mm -hmm. it opens up this. And he looked at me and goes, oh, yeah, absolutely. And the conversation was over. He just wants his chance to get there. Yeah. If he thought receiver was his best chance, he would go that route. He know corner is just a gazillion times harder because most kids want to play receiver. There's just a numbers game. And there aren't many kids with his length. And that goes into why he can play so many spots. He is a spider. His arms are ridiculous. There was a play on his film from his junior year where he flat out got beat bad, but his length was so good. He still got a PBU. Mm -hmm. Not many guys can do that. Right. He makes up for a mistake just by God-given ability. And that's part of the game, man. you you got to have that length or you're in trouble. Also, he's a kid that just wants to learn the craft. He does all the DB drills and all that stuff because he wants to, not because he has to. And those are the kids that usually succeed. Think about the kids that have come out of LSU in the last 20 years that have played DB. Like Greedy Williams is one of my favorite corners in the last 10, 15 years. So you know, Love about, Greedy. He's a guy that doesn't get enough respect. And I, I bring him up intentionally just to give him props. He's a dude. But he was a North Louisiana kid. Nobody could talk to about him. He went to LSU and smoked everybody. Why? He worked his craft. Kai was a kid that I would compare to him in terms of his frame and everything else for those that don't know much about him. And he plays at Edgewater in Orlando. And if you play at Edgewater, you are playing against teams every week. It's like Baton Rouge and Orleans, just to put it in perspective. You're going against Jones. You're going against Popka and different teams that have power five kids every single game. You will get smoked if you do not do what you should. And he's a kid that will take it. He doesn't care how he gets there. When you combine that with his natural athleticism, the ability to flip his hips and run, most kids his size can't do it like he does. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty easy pick. And a lot of us around Orlando were surprised he didn't get the offers earlier. But once the wheel started rolling, it got going pretty fast. And the Alabamas, the Ohio States, everybody recruited him. Uh, he actually teased me the other day. He came to the media day with an Ohio State pair of pants on. And I kind of looked at him like, okay, you're going to Ohio State? And, he, ah. and I knew immediately. He's going to dangle the carrot a little bit. That's, that's right. That's right. But uh, we talked Alabama. We talked Saban. We talked LSU. And he just tries to engulf any piece of information he can get from coaches. Really smart kid. And I, I'm excited to see what he could do in Baton Rouge. What did he say to you about LSU? Just talked about the culture, the opportunities. Uh, he knows it's, you know, the opportunity to play there mm -hmm. with that history. He understands it. And he embraced it. It was rather brief. It was just like, it, it is what it is. This is why you go into the SEC and play. If you're a corner, be careful what you ask for because the receivers in that league are not friendly. And uh, even Georgia now, who's one of the most archaic offenses in the history of mankind, they've now got guys too. I mean, Vanderbilt can throw the ball. It's insane. So he understands it and he wants that. He also knows he's going to lose sometimes, but he's next play, next man up mentality. That's what you have to have at corner. Kai Bates has that. Do I think he'll come in and start right away? I mean, it's LSU. I'm not stupid, but he'll play a lot by the middle of his sophomore year, if not start. I would be shocked, barring injury, if that was not the case. And that's always what I'm encouraged to hear because you know more about Florida. You've forgotten more about high, Florida high school football than I know about Florida high school football. But it sounds like where he went to high school, oh, he's yeah, going yeah, up yeah. against big competitions. So that's always yes. what I like to hear is knowing that some of those guys that went to the IMGs or, you know, the Bishop Gormans have had so much high level of competition that they can come in and there right. may be steps ahead of other guys in their recruiting classes, but so many great things that to hear about Kai Bates, what does he need to work on? What needs to be refined when he first gets to LSU? It's the same thing. I almost say about every kid out of Florida, 
eat something and lift some weights. Uh, <laughs> a long time ago, one of the guys that kind of famous in recruiting, Vinny Serrato from Notre Dame, told me, he said, the kids from Florida do two things. They eat like crap and they run track. And it's still true today. That was 25 years ago that Vinny told me that. It's still true. Kai can fly. Mm-hmm. Kai's long. He's athletic, but he's also a twig. He needs to eat something. And LSU's strength program is no joke. He will not, he will not like it, but it will be good for him. The difference between Bates when he arrives and his second year after going through like a couple of spring balls, oh my God, he'll be an early enrollee. So he'll get two spring balls before his sophomore year. He won't even, except for his face, I won't even be able to recognize him. And that's okay. The other thing he's got to do is just pay attention to his craft and keep getting better. Like he made a huge leap from his sophomore to junior year. That doesn't mean he's anywhere complete or anything close to being complete. Just a little fine tuning things with footwork, but a half step in the SEC is an 80 yard touchdown. Right. I mean, we see it all the LSU does it to a lot of teams. That 2019 team, there are a lot of plays that were just ball placement, good route, et cetera. And it was pretty basic. Um, had the opportunity to interview a certain guy that's now with the Vikings that was on that 2019 team that was a receiver. And we had a long conversation. Heard of about, him, maybe? Yeah, he, he yeah. he's a great guy, by the way. Uh, and he was just talking about everything that he did to get better was just the little, little things. He goes, it's it. He goes, you got to pay attention to your craft every day. He goes, I know that's boring. It's the same thing for Bates. If you do not take care of your craft every day at the SEC level, somebody around you is passing you on your campus and others. But again, he's articulate and he's a very hard worker. I don't think that's going to change. He's going to just keep pushing. And the competition at LSU will also make Kai better. He likes that stuff. And finally, he's buddies with Colin Hurley. I retweeted. So I don't know if you saw that tweet about that. I retweeted that this morning. I know Colin really well. Good for both of them kind of doing it differently. LSU's always gotten a few kids from the state of Florida, mm-hmm. not necessarily to this good in one class on a very consistent basis. That's this, this pretty darn good stuff. And that is huge. When those two can kind of team up and do their own kind of recruiting, I have seen that good things happen there. But coming up next with Brian Smith, you mentioned something about the history of defensive backs at LSU. And LSU's kind of gotten away from that over the last couple of years. But is that trend shifting back in a good place? We'll get into that coming up next with Brian. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. So that's why you have got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So we're getting into football season, which I'm sure, as you all know, that's the craziest year for anybody in craziest time of year, rather, for anybody in sports media. And the station that I work for, the radio station I work for in Nashville, we are hiring now and we're kind of scrambling to find someone before college football season and the NFL season starts. So we look to LinkedIn jobs because not only is it quick so we can fill that position quickly. It's also free, and you don't have to allocate a ton of resources to filling that open position. And it's also super easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. All you got to do is head to LinkedIn Jobs, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are, in fact, hiring. Plus, LinkedIn Jobs has simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. So not only do you have to not allocate financial resources to LinkedIn Jobs, it's all free, you also don't have to 
allocate a lot of time resources because LinkedIn Jobs does the hard work for you. They filter out all of the people that might not have the right experience and expertise and put the best qualified candidates in front of you so you can get that hiring process over with and move forward with finding the right team member that can have a great impact on your business as we head into the second half of the year. It's why small businesses ranked LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That is linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Well, thanks again for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Every dayers coming up tomorrow on the podcast. I have my early candidates for number 18 and number 7. And I, I feel like we all might be on the same page here. So we'll get into that on tomorrow's episode. But Brian Smith, Locked On's official recruiting insider, is with us now. DBU is something that LSU could proudly wear across their chests, could proudly call themselves for the longest time. And when you look at when some of the DBs in the NFL, it feels like LSU is, is a repeat offender when you go down any single NFL roster. It should you know, be. <laughs> it, it should be. Yeah, absolutely. Derek Stingley's top three overall pick in the 2022 draft. And then the last couple of years, LSU has had to go diving through the transfer portal just to find enough bodies to play corner and safety. In the last couple of years, it has not been DBU. But I look at some of the recruits that LSU has been able to pick up in the last couple of years, and a Javian Toviano and now a Kai Bates, is LSU getting back to DBU, getting back to its roots? Well, if you look at the talent, yes, and I want to throw another name in there. Mr. Johnson from over there at Lafayette Christian that's committed. I know him. I was around that program last year in the spring, and he plays quarterback like a lot of kids do. His athleticism is probably getting overlooked, but they're projecting him at corner because he's just a freak. Mm -hmm. If he's your quote-unquote third guy, you're in good shape because he would be a lot of people's number one in a two-class group. Right. So – that changes things. Uh, LSU used to just run cover one. There wasn't a whole hell of a lot of game planning because we were better than you. Ran four guys at you and could beat four, five, six guys, but whatever. They were just better. With all the schematics changing in college football, they've had to be a little more diverse. But they're getting length and they're getting quantity too. So they're going to be able to handle a lot of teams. If LSU does not improve dramatically in the secondary, I would be shocked just on that. And oh, by the way, Mr. Smith is back up front at defensive tackle. So that's going to help the things a lot. I thought personally thought he was the best player in the country when he came out of high school. I hope his ACL is good. You never know what that stuff, especially with a guy that's over three bills. He's a big dude. Right. So that's hard on the knees. But if he's healthy, there aren't many guys that can handle him one-on-one in a third and eight. And when you get interior pass rush, those corners, they thank him quite a bit because they get some easy picks. And when these corners jobs got have gotten significantly more difficult now that it's such a more pass-happy type of football that we're playing in college football these days, having those big guys up front make their job so much easier. If you get to the quarterback, corners don't have to do their job. But That's right. When it comes to DBU, I look at one guy in particular, and it's Robert Steeples that I feel like has been grinding in the background, recruiting and getting LSU back to that kind of DBU 
state of college football. He's recruited JV and Toviano, now Kai Bates, Andre Evans, Jalen Bell, Jalen Davis Robinson. I mean, several of these defensive backs that Robert Steeples will be coaching and heavily recruit. What have you heard about him and his recruiting style that makes him the kind of coach that players want to play for? I think he sells LSU. Mm-hmm. That's you and I've talked about this more times than I can count, but yeah. it is not very hard to sell Death Valley on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And if it is to recruit, and I'm not trying to be a jerk, hit the road. Yeah. Okay. It's not that hard. I'm not an LSU fan, but I'm not dumb either. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't want to play there and you're, you're a defensive back or at least consider it, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and he understands that there's a very unique culture in South Louisiana mm-hmm. and the people back it, they could be the worst team in the SEC that Patty, that stadium's going to be packed. It's very unique. And he just sells LSU. And that, to be honest, that's what the staff is doing. He's part of it. Right. And that's good. But he also has an easier task. We have the DBU moniker for a reason. Do you want to come here and help regenerate that? I know that I would bring that up every time. I don't know the guy, but I'm pretty sure that that's something he's going to bring up. And, oh, by the way, going to the SEC title game last year was the beginning. And it, it helps – you know, Brian Kelly and his staff are going to bring that up with every recruit. I'm sure they send out brochures and all that stuff about it. But that also gave the thought, hey, you know what? Maybe I am the last guy. It's one of the reasons that Kai Bates and all these other kids probably have decided on LSU. Just sell what you have. Don't don't be fake and all that. I haven't had a single kid tell me anything about LSU and recruitment. And I talked to a lot of kids recruited by LSU that gives me the thought that they're desperate or they're going outside the box this is who we are. This is what we have. Come and join us. To be honest, it's been what LSU has been made from for 50, 60, 70 years. Why in the hell would you change it? So I, I just think they're doing what they should. Take it or leave it. This is what we are. That's right. It's pretty darn fun to be part of. But coming up next, I was looking at some of the recruiting mailbags in The Athletic, and there was one in one question in particular that I wanted to pick Brian's brain on. We'll get into sure. that coming up next. All right, thanks for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. Brian Smith, Locked On's official recruiting insider, is with us. So I was looking around on The Athletic, and Ari Wasserman, who does a great job covering college football, did a mailbag. And one of the questions was, why can't LSU land five stars? Looking in the 2024 class, LSU doesn't have a single five star. And you look at SEC foes, Alabama has three of them. Georgia also has three. Florida just signed two in their 2024 class. Tennessee and Texas A&M each have one. LSU has gone after those five stars. Of course, they're not dumb, but haven't been able to land that big five-star recruit. Why is that? In your opinion, I think there's a couple of reasons. Number one, some of the schools you mentioned, they give out scholarships too. It's not like Nick Saban yeah. knows anything less about recruiting today than he did yesterday. Um, they've also focused a lot on the state of Louisiana. And uh, as you know, I'm a big, big happy guy with that because I think some of the other staffs overlooked local talent too much. Yeah. Um, as crazy as he was, Wes Miles probably did better with that than just about anybody since Saban, mm-hmm. and he benefited from it. A lot of the kids in that state, for whatever reason, there aren't many guys like me that cover that state. They get overlooked. Mm-hmm. LSU, I mean, the Honey Badger was like a two-star or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, he was nobody out of high school. That changed real quick. The same. 
Yeah, I mean, it's insane. It's weird because like the Honey Badger came in and started as a freshman on a team that was loaded at DB. We were all like, who is this guy? And of course, the rest history. You have to be careful what you ask for. The other thing that I think, and it's just the elephant in the room, is NIL and upfront money. Yeah. Some of these schools are flat out cheating like crazy, and I don't know what LSU's policy is with it, but I know from Brian being, being an ND fan, Kelly didn't like it much when he was at Notre Dame. They didn't really do it. I'm guessing he's not trying to do that as much because he wants chemistry. That's his biggest deal. And I know from a couple other staffs, one in the SEC, hint, it is in the state of Texas. Uh, there's only one of those. They've had some problems with that. Yeah. And I'm talking about the roster, the boosters. There's some turmoil there. You got to be careful what you ask for there, too. So don't necessarily think that's good. Final point, as I've mentioned on this show, several of LSU's keys guys are still going to visit in the fall. Mr. McKinley in particular, that's the guy. They got to get him. He's the D tackle. Everybody knows who he is. Right. Local kid. He's going to visit in the fall. He's a five-star in my eyes. And the vast majority of people that have a brain figured that out too with his ranking. There'll be him and maybe one other kid somewhere. They'll get more kids this fall. Let's see where they end up in December and not worry about it right now. And that's something that you and I talked about is how Brian Kelly is kind of stacking these recruiting visits. The summer mm -hmm. was reserved for those out-of-state kids Correct. Fall reserved for the in-state kids. So right. when I look at it right now, it's July 27th. There's going to be dominoes that fall. You know, it's not going to be, this isn't the final recruiting class. Not everyone has decided where they're going to go in the fall. I do think that there's going to be certain dominoes that fall once those official visits are being taken in the fall, as I use the word fall 17 times in that sentence. Um, one more thing that I wanted to throw at you. Brian Kelly was at the podium at SEC Media Days a couple of weeks ago, and he mentioned using AI in recruiting. Have you heard anything about that, not just at LSU, but just overall in, in recruiting, using AI to recruit? Uh, actually, yes, and it's in a very funny way. I don't know what he means. I'd have to investigate that specifically. But there have been software programs around for a long time mm -hmm. to help guys with recruiting. And I'm not talking about analytics. I'm talking about handwriting. Like a coach writes a letter, it copies it, and then some intern writes on a keyboard, and, but it uses that coach's handwriting, and they send it out. Very uh, unscrupulous, but that's been around yeah. for a long time because coaches just don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. But as far as AI, I do have to really dive in. I'm, I'm curious. You guys should dive into that. That's great. Yeah. Because uh, it fits. Think about it. If you get one more kid a year, just one more, it's an elite player, like, Somebody out of the state of Louisiana's top five player in Louisiana. Game changer. That's a difference. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's the difference between beating Alabama or going home with an L. You know what I mean? Like it's about exactly. talent. So if they've got something, and I I have I honestly I have no idea what they're using specifically to that, and I doubt he's going to share much, by the way. But and I get it. Then you know what LSU is ahead of the game. If you're setting the trend, by all means, LSU fans probably are curious, but it might be best if they don't know. Because that means the competition knows too. Right, exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. don't uh, don't give away the state secrets. And I do think when Brian Kelly said that, there were a lot of LSU fans that went to like robots physically greeting recruits as they walk into the oh, gates God, of campus. No. I don't <laughs> think that that's what's happening. No, I think it is I making speak now. No, yeah, that is that's not it. that's not it. It's whatever you know, models and analytics and people way smarter than I am. You know, the the numbers that they have crunched to figure out. You know, the, the boom or bust potential, injury potential, things of that nature. But it was 100%. very, very interesting little addition to uh, to the recruiting process. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I'll, I'll give them credit. It, that's cool. It, welcome to the 21st century, everybody. Things are getting <laughs> yeah. weird. 
Uh, Brian, appreciate you for joining the podcast. Uh, as always, where can people find some more of your breakdowns in your work? Sure. At FB Scout underscore Florida, YouTube, Twitter. And right now we're getting ready to go into course to the actual season stuff. We actually get to talk about football. So going to be doing a little more of that on, on the podcast side of things, but uh, I'm probably as curious about LSU as some of the people out there in, in Baton Rouge, because they're the team that everybody's talking about. Cause I live close to Orlando mm -hmm. and they happen to be playing a game there pretty soon. And you, I have a feeling you're going to be interested in that game too. Pretty big but ball the, game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Florida state people down here where I live in central Florida are really interested in it. And I have no idea what's going to happen. I just think it's going to be a great game. That's that's the scary part about it is both of these schools could be college football playoff contenders and either of these schools could kind of fall short of expectations. And that's the best part about college football this time of year. Exactly. Talking season. Brian, appreciate you. We'll chat soon. Thank you very much. Take care. Well, thanks again for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Every day is coming up tomorrow on the podcast. I've got early front runners for number 18 and number seven as those announcements will start to come out over the next couple of weeks. We'll get into that on tomorrow's edition of Locked in LSU.